Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Joining me today is Jasmine Jean and Matthew Brower with Snuggle Buds, companion dolls and therapeutic medical toy sets for kids. And I'll start with that you are a cancer survivor, Jasmine. And one of the things I think is really interesting as we've been talking is that uh, back in the 80s when you were treated, the fathers that were involved and the things that happened versus today, what you're noticing. What I was really excited about this time for our winter donation of SnuggleBuds therapeutic packages was the amount of fathers reaching out to us to get companion dolls for their children, for their young sons. And we actually had more than 50% of our donations this time around went to little boys. Interesting. And yeah. you said rather than call them dolls. And they call them buds. buds. I love it because the snuggle buds, you know, it's, it's, they're not a doll. They're, they're more than a doll. And I think that that's what a lot of these fathers have said is this is not just a doll. This is a therapeutic companion for their sons to get through uh, some difficult, difficult emotions, difficult times. Well, when you um, that would not have happened in the eighties, right? Yeah. Is that yeah. what is that what spurred you on and inspired you to do this? Inspiration was a little bizarre. When I was young, I was diagnosed at two and a half years old, and I had treatments. So this is in the early eighties, eighty two, almost eighty three. My mother made me a doll that had a Hickman line. It was a line that came out, and they could connect an IV to it. She gave me this doll, and I practiced with it. I give it shots, and oh. also, yeah, yeah, I got a little uh, crazy with my doll, giving it shots and giving it therapy, giving it cancer treatments. <laughs> That's where it comes from. The idea came to me one night when I was in the hospital. Just recently, uh, last year was actually Christmas Day. Last year I was in the hospital, unfortunately. And I just had a moment where I looked at Matthew and I, I always have ideas. So Matthew is always expecting ideas from me all the time anyway. <laughs> but I had this idea and it was I looked at him and I said, we're going to make dolls for kids with cancer. And he said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sounds interesting. Yeah, he thought maybe I was a little out of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Way and to it be was, supportive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure at the moment that I said that he was like, and she's out of it because she's in the hospital. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it became a real thing. And I think that when he saw me dedicate myself to it and that it grew over and over into a passion. And the more that I saw children interacting with these buds of theirs, I ju- it just the inspiration just grew and grew and it became a passion instead of just an idea. I can tell it's your passion. It is. A pa- yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you know, it's, it purpose. It gave me great purpose. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's interesting when you said you were in the hospital, unfortunately, <laughs> on Christmas Eve, because so often it's those times oh, yeah. of trauma mm. or difficulty that mm. some of the best things come yeah. and look yeah. what birthed out of that. Yeah. So yeah. that's so amazing. Yeah. One of the things uh, that we talked about earlier was that in the 80s, the way you were treated oh, yeah. is very different than today. Yes. Sometimes I get questions from parents who are wondering, you know, they say, wow, you're almost 40 years old and you're a childhood cancer survivor. And she looks like she's 25. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was diagnosed at the age of two and a half. So I was oh. really a child, mm-hmm. very young. When they see that I'm almost 40 and I've survived all of the things that I've survived and, you know, I may have some illnesses still, they say, wow, th- that really gives me hope that that my child might make it. And I think that 
one of the things that I get a little insecure about is also wanting to be very honest to parents in that, you know, I still have a lot of chronic illness. But the difference, I feel, is that in the 1980s, the very early 80s, we're talking the very beginning of the use of chemotherapy and the the radiation was not pinpoint when they pinpointed radiation back there um, back then it was a quarter of my body instead oh. of you know the pinpoint that they can now do right like where it's literal pinpoint you mm. know so the treatments that they have now are so much better than what they had in the early 80s that I feel their children have the possibility of having very healthy lives in comparison to me having very a lot of chronic illness and things related back to my cancer treatments. I see. So they might even have better hope for not so. going to the hospital on Christmas. Eve. Yeah, <laughs> right. At 30, you know, 38 years old. Yeah. Exactly. Because the late effects of the treatments back, they're doing a study, you know, St. Jude's has been doing a study for 30 some years. And they they see that the, the late effects of these treatments from the children that went through chemo and radiation in the very early 80s is just so much more extreme than what they're seeing now. And mm -hmm. I think that it's really important to remember that, that, yes, I may still have a lot of chronic illness and spend time in the hospital, but that does not mean that their children will. Yeah, and, good point. Yeah and, yeah, and I think that, you know, so when I... I do want to be honest, but I think it oftentimes could be a very scary thing for a parent to hear, oh, my child may live and that's exciting, but what if they have a chronic illness their whole life? And yeah. I think it's, you know, I think there's some amazing research out there that is that a lot of doctors are using to prevent mm -hmm. the sort of long-term effects that I had growing up. Well, I love it that you are so... You've been through this. You could be going, I'm done with this, and yet you're all immersed in it again. Yeah, yeah because I think the contrast of having an illness and then, you know, also being healthy, that, that contrast can give you a really good sense of life and living and feeling of fullness of life yeah. as well. And you have such a happy countenance. You know, <laughs> it would be easy to be like, oh, I'm sick again. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have those moments, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matthew probably gets yeah. those. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's talk a little bit about these buds. Yes. I know when she came in the office, everybody was dying to see the dolls. And so yeah. um, the buds. The buds. <laughs> so why don't you, number one, talk about the boy. You said uh, there was an older boy that. Yeah. I just love this. Yeah. One of our older patients, I won't use names. A uh, 10 year old boy <clears throat> received and we thought, hmm, I don't know, because Matthew and I were speaking about it. And I thought, I don't know. He's, you know, 10 years old. Is he going to think it's just a doll? I don't <laughs> you know. We had, we had some doubts about it. But when we sent it to him and he got he got his lab coat and it said, Dr. Such and such, you know, he won't say his name. Dr. Such and such, and he's got his lab coat. He's got his real stethoscope so he can hear heart of his parents. And so the doctor's name is actually the child's yeah, name. Yes, so, exactly. Okay. So the doctor's name will be the child's name. And they're, and they also sometimes they have their, uh, maybe they're from pediatric uh, oncology or mm -hmm. something like this. But yeah, he calls it his bud. And I think it has been incredibly useful for him. It's been a therapeutic experience him to be able to work on his bud to give his bud some treatments and mm. gives him a little bit more sense of control and power so I don't it was interesting because I thought eight or ten years old may be a little too old I don't think it it ended up not being too old and um, 
because he sees it as his bud, his companion, his, you know, they do it together. They're in it together. So I think that's really great. Which brings me to another story you were telling. Uh, I love this because Jasmine was saying that she has doubts, which we're looking at this going, how could you? But, you know, isn't that true with any entrepreneur or any startup is we have those doubts. And so what what happened when you were having doubts? I think every time I have a moment where I think, are, are these are these companion dolls doing anything? Are they helping? I don't know if they're helping. I end up and inevitably like somebody will write to me and say, thank you so much. Um, you know, before we had our snuggle bud, our daughter had to be held down to be accessed for her portacath or, you know, put, which is a portacath is a, a device that goes underneath your skin and, and they have to put a needle in through, you know, through the skin into your chest and a lot of that's terrifying. Oh, for, I can't imagine. Yeah, it's terrifying for a four year old, you mm-hmm. know. So but when I get an email like that that says before she had her snuggle, but we had to hold her down and the doctors wanted to use medication to sedate her and actually refused to treat her until we sedated her. She said, but now that she has her snuggle bud, it's literally night and day because she was able to play with her snuggle bud and feel the port underneath of the skin of the of the snuggle bud. The port is actually a baseball button, <laughs> button but we won't tell. And um, anyway, so, yeah, I think once she had that experience of having her bud, she was able the very next time to go in with more confidence and I think excitement too to share with the doctors and the nurses what she had. Look at what I have, you know. Right. So she was part of it. And she was then part of it. Instead of it happening to her, she became uh, a sort of an equal partner mm. in that in that treatment, I think, and that was really really special. So when I when I get in those moments where I have doubts and I and I'm wondering, oh, is this really helping? Or or maybe you know maybe there's not so many people that need help. But oh. then for let me give you an example. One night we had we had three dolls left over from um, a uh, our fall do- donation, and. We uh, had uh, one of the gals posted on her uh, cancer group that we had these three dolls that we were going to give away. Well, instead of getting three requests in less than 24 hours, we received, uh, I would say, 30 or 30 more requests. Oh, yeah. And so trying to meet that I didn't realize I didn't I mean we had been spending all of this time you know creating the dolls and 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 creating the package with the toys and and you know personalizing everything so that you know they have name tags with their pictures on it and things like this we didn't really know though was there going to be a demand yeah and in that moment (laughs) when I had three dolls left and overnight in 24 hours we had requests from Everywhere from Australia to South Africa, England, Mexico, Mm. uh, Malta. We now have snuggle buds. What was it? On four continents? Oh, my goodness. We have, yeah, we have snuggle buds on four continents. And you can see that on our Facebook page. And you'll have a website up real soon. Our website's coming soon. Yeah, with a lot more a lot more information on some of our kiddos and and quotes and things from our kiddos and and a lot of quotes from the parents and mm-hmm. uh, what what it means to them. Yeah. So yeah. so two things I'm thinking about. One is for those of us who aren't familiar with cancer, what is a bud? 
Where did, isn't it like, didn't you say this was the bud? Oh, no, 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 no. But it's just the doll. It's just the doll. <laughs> just okay. The doll. <laughs> so the port. Okay. So is that port, where yeah. they're feeling, where they get so, the shot? Yeah. So okay. a, a portacath is a device, like I said, it goes under your skin mm-hmm. um, and it, it goes into an artery that flows directly to your heart. Oh, okay. So the doctor can, you know, use it to give medications. Okay. They can um, take blood. Oftentimes, uh, chemo is really tough on the veins. Oh. So, especially on little veins, you know. So, for kiddos and things, it's tough on your veins. So, a portacath makes it a lot easier and a lot less damaging to okay. your body to access through either a portacath or there's also another line called a Hickman line. And I learned this year because I had a Hickman line when I was three or two and a half, three. Um, I thought, I wonder how much they've changed, you know, and, and this year uh, we we have experienced maybe, I think maybe five or six different children now that have had a port, or excuse me, of Hickman lines and uh, they're different. They're, this time now they have two lines that come out of their chest. They're like oh. one's for blood and one's for, you know, um, their IV fluids and things like that. So oh, they can, interesting. So it's a dual, I, I think they're now calling it a power Hickman port. Mm. And that's a completely different line. Didn't exist back in the 80s. I just had my little Hickman line back mm. then, just a single, a single little line there. But yeah, so I, I'm still learning. It's it's amazing how much things have changed and how much I had to learn. And I will say that our best teachers are the kids and the parents. But mm. I think the kids in particular are our number one teachers, for sure. There's a new commercial um, where they're going to do therapy and a dog comes in the room. Have you seen that commercial? No. And the little girl's exclamation was so sweet and that's what I think of when I think of these dolls when they get them they must be so overjoyed it's adorable we've gotten video they send us video yes they said it's awesome they sometimes they send us video and she's just like me Mm. we're gonna have to get them backpacks soon though because yeah yeah because with these kids carry them around everywhere I mean, they're 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 like glue. Yeah. So you know, we're gonna have to get some of these kiddos because some of them are you know four years old. They can't carry around right. this, this bud for all day. You right. know? So we're gonna have to get them little backpacks so they can carry around their buds because they make these backpacks where uh, you can carry the doll outside of the backpack. Oh. So like you could stuff all of your goodies and treats and things in the inside of the backpack, and then on the outside, it's got a place for the. For the bud to hang out oh, on the back and they can so carry cool. so they can carry it with them. That's oh. really cute. We are talking to Jasmine and Matthew with Snuggle Buds. Jasmine, there was one particular child you were telling me about. Mm-hmm. And oh. that and that particular child wasn't even two. He had to have a shot. I think it was upwards of ten or twelve shots a day. He was receiving them from his mom at uh, Ronald McDonald House before he would have his shots. His mom was allowing him to give shots to the snuggle bud previous to the his own shots and it made it a lot easier on wow like you said it feels empowering yeah it gives them power it gives them they're no longer alone because they have Mm -hmm. they have a companion so what i'm really curious about is how do you do this how do you afford this i mean i know you make the dolls and (laughs) stuff but what what how can people help you out with this yeah that's this was the very first year of doing this. And I think we did it right because we spent an entire year learning Mm -hmm. and talking with people, kind of figuring out creative fundraising and, and different things. It began with a very, very generous donation um, by uh, actually by uh, 
one of my mother's cousins. Uh-huh. Uh, that's actually where we got the original funding. And that was just for a few dolls because we just didn't know yet mm-hmm. if it was something we could do. So we start. I mean, we started out very, very, very small mm-hmm. and it's grown over this year. And I, I mean, we're seeing the need for it grow. But that was so that was our first funding was really, truly just from uh, just an angel of a woman who who really just thought this is a great idea. I want to be able to help out. I can help out. Let me do this. And so that was our first that was their, our entry point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Matthew kind of after that started taking over and helping with fundraising. We had another friend who put together a fundraiser, a GoFundMe. It wasn't GoFundMe. It was a, it was a fundraiser through Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a Facebook fundraiser. Um, and so there's just been different forms of funding throughout the year. But we've definitely, this is an area that we need to grow in. Because we, I mean, we actually, I actually put a lot of my own money mm-hmm. into it. But... We can't do that forever. That's not sustainable. So we definitely are looking for funding and creative funding as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like how many per year? What are you? Yeah. 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 That's actually that's a good point, though, because actually Matthew is the is more of the business side of things. I feel like I'm more of the heart side of things. I like to think of this, the storylines that go with the with the snuggle buds and things like that. I create more of that, and he's more of the financial aspect of it. Where I see this going, because I see the demand is huge, and like we said, we have you know four continents. I can't remember how many countries. Five or six countries and many, many states, and local as well. So we have local dolls as well. So the need is so huge. So I feel like where we're at now is, we have to find a manufacturer and we need to move away from branded dolls because mm-hmm. branded dolls are draining us. Mm-hmm. They are very, very expensive and we can't afford and we can't sustain the project unless we take this next move to create our own specific doll. And, um, you know, there have been times we've I'm we're learning a lot about, um, you know, manufacturing and international trade. And I mean, we're learning things Mm -hmm. we did not know that we were going to need to learn, Mm -hmm. because when you when you're in the hospital one night and you say we're going to make dolls, (laughs) we're going to make dolls for kids with cancer. You're not thinking about, you know, manufacturing. You're not Mm -hmm. thinking about um, all of the different ways that you're going to need to to supply the funding. Exactly. And, you know, you, I have the heart for it, mm-hmm. but he's he's been brilliant in in helping to utilize the money in in ways that are responsible and get as many dolls out as we possibly can for as little money as. We so, can. <laughs> and I'm looking at this doll. It's yeah. got you know yeah. an IV. It's got clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are you know there are extra. Things. Plus, yeah. you've got the medical kit. So um, if people want to donate, they can sure. go to your website. Yeah. Yeah, they can go. Well, we don't have our website's going to be up soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could go to our Facebook page. They can get a hold of us. Uh, we also have a GoFundMe still. Uh, we haven't closed it down yet. Oh, good. So to know. we still have a GoFundMe that's available on our. Um, if you look up Snuggle Buds for Kids on Facebook, you can find us. And. So that's there's a GoFundMe on there and also just, you know, getting a hold of us through email. Uh, there, my phone number is on the, the page. There's many ways to reach us. Um, and then eventually we're we tried to get the website up last night. Yeah, but it crashed. <laughs> so anyway, but we, we're going to get the website yeah. up soon. And uh, once we get the website up, we will hopefully have a way to sort of 
start that ball rolling for the donations. So what would you say is the average price for one doll, oh, one package? Yeah. What is that? It's one seventy ish. Hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah. yeah. Or okay. or even less. Yeah, yeah or mm-hmm. even less. Because I think what I I feel it would be irresponsible for us to continue with branded dolls. That's where mm-hmm. I what I feel in my heart at one hundred and seventy five dollars yeah. or whatever it costs per doll because we can only help, you know, a dozen kids at a time. Right. Or twenty kids at a time. Um and instead of, you know, I was doing the math the other day and I was like, you know, for uh, I think it was 30 dolls, we could have three almost 300 Oh, dolls. wouldn't that be awesome? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if we manufactured our own, mm-hmm. that's when it becomes sustainable. And that's mm-hmm. when it, we become something more than just a grassroots project, mm-hmm. you know, right. working out of our house. We really want and where we see this going is we really want to help as many children as we possibly can. And, you know, w- with the Internet, it makes it possible to serve children anywhere in the world. I love that. Well, and I was thinking, wouldn't it be awesome if people would donate? Like right now, it's going to be a little more, but right. maybe in a year it'll be right. less. 170 and sponsor one doll. Right. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, some people, yeah. maybe if you can give a dollar, two or 20. Sure. But, you know, if you could afford the 170, you get right. one kid gets a whole doll, the whole package. Exactly. Right, yeah. but also having um, with our website, hopefully having a more of a like a pay it forward sort of thing. Oh, so that, oh, I love that. You know what I mean? So people can kind of pay on a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. So we'll say, hey, okay, the dolls are you know costing us such and such money. You could pay that if that's all you could afford, or you can pay twice that and you can you know pay it forward to another another kiddo but we will always always have donations and i think we'll probably do it you know three to four times a year where we'll do major donations of dolls but i think you know like matthew's saying having you know having that aspect of having like sort of a sliding scale where families who can afford it mm-hmm. you know put their money into it and then also you know pay it forward to somebody who can't afford it i love that. because a lot of parents actually you know they say oh how much do you want for it we'll pay for anything you know oh. and and i and i say no 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 it's a donation mm-hmm. and i never you know so we've never taken you know money directly for the dolls themselves so we we want to keep that donation aspect mm-hmm. because it's so important to me that it is a donation but if if allowing those parents to pay also helps to pay it forward to other kids yeah i think we're getting to that point now where we want to allow that as well but we definitely need help in mm-hmm. learning about more about the manufacturing process and what about volunteers do you oh, need volunteers yeah, yeah so we they... need we need we need lots of folks who can sew oh okay need, so yeah people who can sew would be okay. just wonderful so go to the facebook page and reach yeah. out if you're willing yeah. to do some sewing i mean that's something easy you can do yes. at home yeah. well we're almost out of time i wish we had a whole hour but what is there anything you feel like we've missed that you want to so you could use donations you could use volunteers good to know anything else yeah because i think seeing is i mean that changed everything here people were like what they're so awesome yeah you've really paid attention Mm -hmm. to detail you've done a beautiful job oh thank you yeah yeah like the one with the unicorn and yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. oh well just that each doll is man like we modify them we medically modify them to match each child and i think that that's where the success is Mm -hmm. because it's not like or just handing out dolls with portacast to every person it's it's that we learn the medical modifications that they have maybe they have a feeding tube or maybe they have 
another form of line or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they have. And so I think that it's really important to remember that we modify these dolls to to match the the child specifically. And we will always do that. That mm-hmm. will always be a part of our process. Even if we have 300 dolls to work with, we will always make sure that the doll matches the child in you know we have three different skin tones we have multiple eye colors we have multiple different modifications that we can do for these dolls and we different and different styles of ID, iv bags mm. and different colors and yeah, everything so that we can match it with those kids I and love that's, that. That's really important, I think. And that's what makes them so special. Mm-hmm. They are special. We've been talking to Jasmine Jean and Matthew Brower with Snuggle Buds. And you can find them on Facebook. They could really use donations yes. with this. They could really <laughs> use volunteers. As far as volunteers also, I think we need volunteers who may have some experience as far as you know fundraising and things like this that may be able to help us put together community fundraiser Mm -hmm. if you have a coffee shop that you would like to you know maybe host an event or if you are a musician that you would like to help and donate part of your proceeds for a concert or there's lots of different ways to get involved um, and to help financially as well I think that it doesn't always have to just be coming from somebody's pocket it could be creative so I love that that's what we really would like to do is mm-hmm. have that and anybody speak Mandarin <laughs> we, we, wow. we need somebody who we have such difficulties trying to find manufacturers oh yeah because we don't you know, all every single doll manufacturer is now in China. So in order to help out and get in touch, go to Snuggle Buds, all one word, on Facebook. Thank you guys so much for being here. Yeah, we'd love to thank you, Lori, for having us on your show. And it uh, means a lot to us to be able to spend some time here with you. And it uh, means a lot to us. Thank you, Lori. Yeah, it's been wonderful. You so You're much. welcome. You're welcome. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. I know I have. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.